Um, the gaming in this house has gone off the fucking scales, mate. We're like, <laughs> we're playing out for like seven hours today. We started playing this game. It's so fucking nerdy. Talisman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a board game of like dungeons and shit. <laughs> and you're like, you roll, you roll dice. Yeah. And, um, we play, we like get on the discord and play it. <laughs> Playing the other night till like fucking one AM. It's so nerdy. <laughs> it sounds like you're having a great pandemic. Pandemic is good. I hope I hope it I hope it rolls on till like <laughs> the end of May. Oh, it it definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm James Ross Edwards. I'm under a bed sheet in quarantine, and this is in moderation. So, a few weeks ago, Um, In episode three, we played the pilot episode of Pivot, the satirical podcast my sister and I made together last year. And a few people have asked if we'd um, made any more episodes of it. And the answer is yes. There's one more. Um, It's called Zobot and features an actual actor instead of just me as the interviewee. Um, Writing episode two was a bit of a stretch for me um, as I get a little uncomfortable trying to inhabit the voice of a woman. Um, or for that matter, a man who isn't either a uh, suburban rugby failure or inner-city dilettante trying to carve out a career in commercial creativity. But I think we pulled it off okay. So here it is, by popular demand, Pivot Episode 2, Zobot, starring Ed Smith and Vicky Llewellyn. Um, Editing and sound design was by Alex Wilson-Thames. It was produced by Annabelle Ross-Edwards and written by me. And special shout out to Arthur Hughes Hallett for on set catering. Enjoy the show. Deep down, I just knew that if I could have a one on one conversation with every Brexiteer or Trump supporter, I knew I could win them over, or at least make them realise that I was right and they were wrong. Success Mountain is perilously steep, and its summit is oft guarded by wolves. Hey, I'm Alex Glass, host of Pivot, the podcast about what it's really like to build an innovative business from the ground up. Here we talk to founders of great companies, from that initial spark of an idea to all the challenges they've faced and the pivots they've made to overcome them. Today, we're speaking to Zoe Cohen, founder of Zobot. Zoe, thanks for joining us. Hi, Alex. I'm so excited to be here. Zobot started three years ago as a machine learning experiment on a second-hand personal computer in your one-bedroom flat in East London. It did. And just last December, it was purchased by Consolidated Logistics, the Chinese equity firm, for over $16 billion, (laughs) making you exceedingly wealthy and also one of the most recognizable new faces of entrepreneurship. (laughs) Wow. Wow, indeed. In just three years, the average lifespan of a hedgehog, you went from being a 25-year-old who wanted to change the world to a 28-year-old in the process of changing it. 
And today, we're hoping you'll take us on your journey. From your initial vision for Zobot, through the inevitable setbacks, and, of course, the pivots you've made to overcome them. Let's flip and do it! We don't know what's going to happen, do we? The British people have spoken, and the answer is, we're out. The sun has risen on an independent, united kingdom. I'm completely and utterly devastated. Can't actually believe it's happened. I love this country, and I feel honoured to have served it. World, a stunning result. Deciding to leave the European Union... Like you said, Alex, it was summer of 2016, just a few months after the people of the United Kingdom had voted to leave the European Union. And across the Atlantic, Donald Trump's presidential campaign was gaining momentum. Right. And I think for myself, and a lot of people like me, 2016 was a huge wake-up call. The world was much more divided than we thought. Then, eventually, after some time to reflect, I realised that people like me were living in a completely different reality to the majority of others. And I started thinking, maybe I can help narrow the divide. Sure, my friends and I had our kind little community of neoliberal wokeness, but there was so much hate out there. Zoe certainly wasn't alone in her reflections at the time. The conventional wisdom was emerging that the world's liberal elite should get out of their insulated bubble and start listening to the rest of the world. But Zoe saw things a little differently. I wanted to start a dialogue with people that weren't like me, but I also didn't want to leave my bubble of podcasts and literary Twitter and Nigel Slater recipes. Why couldn't I invite the rest of the world into my lovely bubble? I was working at a social media agency in Shoreditch, writing copy for a payday loan company. I sat next to a web developer named Gavin, and we would get talking about the world and what we each wanted to do. Hmm. I wanted to share the wokeness and empathy I'd developed over a lifetime of private education, attending spoken word events and reading think pieces, and Gavin wanted to do something with machine learning or something. So we decided to work together. So Zoe and Gavin got to work on an as-yet-unnamed prototype. Gavin created a basic piece of AI software. The goal was to create a voice assistant that could live in every school and workplace. A learning aid to give poor and conservative people a sense of empathy, inclusivity, and a general 101 in neoliberal politics. An AI bot based on Zoe. They called it Zobot. We had a nice little routine. Every day I'd come in and feed Zobot. I'd read her my favourite Raven Smith columns, play her episode after episode of Desert Island Discs, and just explain things to her. I really wanted Zobot to get to the truest, deepest part of my soul so she could help people unlock a sense of realness and empathy. After three months, it was finally time to turn on the Zobot. I can't tell you how excited I was to turn her on. I felt like we were sisters. How was that experience? Well... After the break, we'll find out what happened when the prototype Zobot was switched on and how that led to Zoe and her company's first major pivot. Hey everyone, just a quick thanks to our lead sponsor, MyTaint. MyTaint make bespoke artisanal underpants to suit your body. All MyTaint underwear are manufactured from a revolutionary cotton-titanium blend which helps eliminate unseemly odors and stenches. MyTaint underpants come in a range of colors and cuts, and best of all, they deal with you direct. What's more, 
the good folks at MyTaint have special offers for Pivot listeners. Visit MyTaint.com today and enter offer code Alex'sTaint for 20% off your first order. That's MyTaint.com, offer code Alex'sTaint. MyTaint.com, specifically designed for your taint. Back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Pivot. So when Zobot founder Zoe Cohen finally switched her AI machine or Zobot on after months of training, she expected it to have the soothing, instinctive voice of an empathetic neoliberal woman to help soften the world's cold, conservative hearts. So we switched it on, and at first it was just static, but then... Hello, Zoe. Those Birkenstocks look great on you. Did you read that piece in The Guardian about the shady ethics behind fair trade coffee beans? I can't describe it. It was like literally talking to me. LMFAO, what a f what a fact. It was like exactly me. But for some reason, it used these horrible words, the R word, the F word, a lot of the Z word. Do you want to fight, Zoe? Then come at me, you huge We couldn't work out what the problem was. Gavin had a theory that Zobot had got too smart and had reached the truest version of me, but it couldn't have been that. I'm a very good person. As it turned out, irony was at the center of the problem. Like most American people, robots are virtually incapable of parsing irony. For example, while Zoe would claim to hate watch things like all seven series of Entourage, Zobot just watched it. Same with Love Island, Beauty YouTube, Weird Twitter, comedians pretending to just pretend to be racist, dirtbag left podcasts like Red Scare and Cumtown, Zobot took these all at face value. Somewhere along the way, Zobot developed strong traits like racism, ableism, homophobia, transphobia, bigotry, misogyny, and misandry. This left Zoe with two major problems. Firstly, on a personal level, it was really upsetting. This thing was based on me. Secondly, we had a business problem. I'd committed life savings, taken on investment, and spent the last six months of my life creating something that would make the world a better place. And this thing definitely wasn't doing that. I was just burnt out. I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating. Yeah, it was tough. Zoe needed a rest. So she packed up her apartment and headed out of London to Seaforth, a small seaside town where her great-aunt Sophie lived. To be honest, I've never got along with great-aunt Soph. She's really conservative and says some pretty horrible old-fashioned things, but my mum's been hounding me to spend some time with her, and since Uncle Tom died, she's all alone in that house. Right. Along with her clothes and other possessions, Zoe also packed Zobot in her suitcase. I just didn't have anywhere else for her to go. And there was something in me. I hated Zobot, but I think deep down I still had some faith in her. For Zoe, visiting her great aunt was a familiar story to many people visiting much older relatives. You visit them because you feel bad, but then five minutes in they comment on your ovaries or say something wildly racist and you just wince and wait until you're allowed to leave. And how was the time by the seaside? Oh, you know how it is. You visit them because you feel bad, but then five minutes in they comment on your ovaries or say something racist and you just wince and wait until you're allowed to leave. So that obviously happened almost straight away. And I excused myself and went for a walk to buy cigarettes. 
After the break, we'll find out what happened after Zoe's fateful cigarette break and how it led to Zobot's billion-dollar pivot. Hey there, Pivoteers. You think this podcast is great? Then why not come to our live show and see it in full 360 degrees? Pivot 360 is the live culmination of the very best of the Pivot podcast, and it's coming to a gentrified warehouse space near you. See live interviews and Q&As with some of Pivot's all-time most iconic guests like Belle Delphine, the entrepreneur behind Gamer Girl Bathwater, and Billy McFarland from Fire Festival. We'll also have live music by the Fedora Boys and food trucks. For dates and pre-sales, check out pivot360.cool. That's pivot360.cool. Back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Pivot. I'm Alex Glass. After Zoe Cohen's hopes of curing the divided Western world were dashed when the AI voice assistant she created turned out to be devastatingly racist and ignorant, she took some time out with her aging great aunt on the south coast of England. What she hadn't expected from this sleepy coastal town was the opportunity to pivot her business into a multi-billion pound industry. When I'd eventually calmed down, I came back to the house ready to apologize. And as I walked up the garden path, I could hear Aunt Sove laughing her head off. I thought she must have been watching Loose Women or something. But then I heard a very familiar voice laughing along. So I went inside and sure enough, Zobot had somehow switched herself on and was chatting away with Aunt Sove about how self-righteous her cleaner Ivana was. Zobot made a comment about Ivana's thick torso and Aunt Sove just laid back in her armchair with a huge smile on her face. It's the happiest I've ever seen her. Zoe realized that while Zobot was terrible at making the population more woke, it was really, really good at entertaining older racist people. I'd created a monster that would only divide us further. But at least I'd found a use for her. So Zobot pivoted from being a voice assistant meant to break down the socio-political bubbles that divide us into an extremely effective aged care companion. Now, instead of visiting older relatives, young woke people could simply install a Zobot in their parent or grandparent's house and let the robot do the talking for them. Now, young people would never have to have a difficult conversation in person ever again. I mean, it sold itself after that. Within three months, we'd taken orders for Zobots in nearly every major nursing home in the country, across the States and all of Western Europe. And now, of course, we've been bought out by the Chinese for 16 billion which was a bit surreal. Zoe, you originally wanted to break down the bubbles that were dividing the world, but if anything, Zobot seems to reinforce a culture of segregated views. There's been pieces in The Guardian and The New Yorker that have accused the Zobot of being a deeply cynical project. How does all that make you feel? Look, Alex, it's complicated. And I understand that from the outside, I look like a bit of a hypocrite. But at the end of the day, those retarded fucking cucks need to stop crying and start taking accountability for their own lives. What do you see as Zobot's next pivot? Well, Alex, after the success of Zobot for the elderly and conservative, we're looking at creating a version of Zobot that helps teenage girls struggling with self-esteem issues, particularly the big fat ones. What could possibly go wrong? Well, exactly, Alex. That's Zoe Cohen, founder of Zobot.
This has been In Moderation, Episode 7. Um, Jessica Sutton did the cover art. This song is by No Through Road. The voice at the start of the episode is my brother Peach. And I am James Ross Edwards. <laughs> same with Ollie because I'm like what are you doing now and Tom's like he's like dude I don't know like nothing there's nothing to do so uh, we, have yeah. these, we have these conference calls like once a week and they everyone just pretends to be like oh yeah we're like working on this and yeah. we're working on this and everyone's just playing World of Warcraft 